36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Fast Break episode of Basketball is More Than a Game. Listen, I'm not in the gym and I am not in the studio. Actually, I'm in North Carolina, to be more exact. I'm in Creedmoor, North Carolina, in the office of Curtis Jackson. He is a representative of North American Senior Benefits. He's a broker and benefits coordinator. So, Curtis, we'd definitely like to thank you so much for joining us on Basketball More Than a Game. Glad to be here, Lamont. I certainly appreciate that. So, folks, uh, what we're going to do, we're going to take a little uh, off-the-court uh, focus uh, right off the bat this morning and talk to uh, Curtis in reference to uh, what he does uh, for a living and, and making the difference uh, in the lives of the folks and the citizens of North Carolina by providing them uh, exactly what they need, uh, not just currently, uh, but also long-term. So, with that, Curtis, just kind of give him a little background. Uh, Curtis is a native of uh, Pinehurst, North Carolina, graduate of Sand Hills Community College and also an outstanding football player on the gridiron at Pinecrest High School back in the day, as we call it. So with that, Curtis, just kind of give you a little introduction into the first part of the podcast we call a fast break uh, session. And what we do there is just talk a little bit about what you do for a living and and how you impact uh, the folks that you come in contact with each and every day. So with that, folks, uh, time is money, as we always say. And uh, another part of our opening is make sure you have your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight, because what Curtis is going to be bringing you today is what you need to know about life, what you need to, uh, how, and how to go about taking care of yourself uh, currently as well as down the road. So with that, Kurt, uh, the first question that we have for you, what advice uh, would you give our listeners as it relates to their insurance needs? Well, a lot of times um, folks procrastinate as far as uh, taking care of their family needs um, immediately and long term, and especially when it comes to the uh, topic of um, life insurance. A lot of folks are caught um, off guard because we never know when, um, you know, a tragedy may happen. And the last thing you want to do is just leave your family uh, unprotected as far as having um, your basis covered when it comes to uh, life insurance. Okay. So with that, folks, again, what he's saying is, you know, a lot of times don't procrastinate. Sometimes we wait till it's too late. Uh, we age out. So what we're going to challenge all our listeners uh on this episode is take a look at your current policy and see if that can be reworked, if that's something that uh, you need to take a deep dive and take it from me, Coach Goins. I had that opportunity to to sit down with Curtis uh, the last time I was uh, in North Carolina, uh, and he really uh, opened our eyes to some of the things that uh, we thought we were uh, had in place, but in fact, uh, we were uh, open. Uh, The defense wasn't as tight as it needed to be, and so he was able uh, to put us a package together and and get us exactly where we need to be. So we are so, so grateful for his recommendations. And so, again, we're just challenging everybody uh, that listens to the podcast to make sure that your house is in order. So with that, Curtis, let's move on to the the next question. I know you were talking about, you know, focusing on things and as people procrastinate. So what recommendation would you give any children, the parents are are getting up in age, ensure that uh, the proper coverage is in place uh, for their parents? Well, the biggest thing that impacts what you pay for life insurance is age and health. Um, the thing about insurance is you get it when you don't need it. You can't wait till you need it and then expect to uh, you know get your best rate and coverage um, when when something's happened. 
a lot of folks, like Lamont says, uh, you know, procrastinate. They wait till they get, you know, up in age 60, 70, 80 years old, and that is not the time that you want to start looking for, for coverage. Right now, in, just in North Carolina, the average funeral is around $10,000. And my philosophy is something's better than nothing. So we try to uh, focus everything as far as budget, put stuff in place that a family's going to be comfortable with and not uh, over budget it, but at the same time, be prepared when, when life uh, takes that turn. That's exactly right. So again, you know, you think about that dollar figure that he just tossed out in reference to $10,000. Who has $10,000 just laying around to, to go in? And of course, uh, and I'm not calling out or not throwing any of the funeral homes uh, under the bus, but the, the big thing there is, you know, it's the is they pray, and again, maybe a little tough term there, but we're gonna go with it. Uh, they pray on that uh, the emotion, you know. So when you walk in during that time, uh, so you go from you know trying to have a um, a funeral that takes care of necessary needs to to really blowing it up. So Curtis has really brought that great insight in that. So here's another uh, question as uh, we wrap up the first the first section of fast break. What has been the most rewarding or the, the biggest achievement in your eyes uh, since you've been in the insurance business, Curtis? Well, I love just going in the house and, um, you know, sitting with families and, and uh, just talking about, you know, their needs um, and how can I best benefit them. And I like to, you know, walk out of the house knowing that I did the best I could as far as putting something in place for them that they feel comfortable with. Um, they don't have to worry about down the road, am I covered, uh, you know, will this insurance run out, uh, you know, it's taken care of, I sleep well at night, they sleep well at night, and just to see the, um, the, the relief and, and joy on a lot of folks when, when I leave their home, a lot of folks that have, uh, are up in age and have a few health issues don't feel like they can get covered, uh, being a broker versus an agent, I have a lot of different companies that I can, I can, uh, you know, recommend, uh, research, and find the best company that best fits that particular person's need. And um, you know, a lot of folks feel like they can't get coverage. And again, you know, when you're working with a broker, we have 10, 15 different companies that we can research and find the best fit for that specific need. How about that, folks? So again, meeting you where you are, and a lot of times uh, that's something that's, uh, as as we look for services uh, in today's world, that kind of goes out the window. So let me toss his telephone number out. I mean, we can't have him on the show and not uh, give you that information. So you can reach Curtis Jackson at area code 919-614-5796. Again, 919-614-5796. Five seven nine six. So as we transition to in the paint, and this way we can kind of sit back. And of course, as we know, basketball uh, is more than the game. Uh, the big thing here is, is Curtis. We we talk about uh, in this section a little bit about what you like to do when you're not uh, uh, working on your craft. So with that, I know that you're a football guy uh, and follow a lot of other sports. But how has sports affected you in your life? Well, playing on a team, I think benefits anybody, especially a. a um a child, when you're able to be part of something bigger than what you are, and, and um, when a team relies on more than just you, to where you have to rely on them, you, you learn to what trust is, you learn what, um, you know, working as a team and uh, taking the focus off yourself and, and, and knowing that there's, you know, if you're playing basketball, there's four others that's counting on you. If you're playing football, there's 11 others on that specific offense or defense and 
you know that you can't let them down, even though, you know, at times you feel like, you know, you're individually, you may not want to do it. But when you put uh, the other guys or gals in front of uh, your, your needs, it just helps you stretch and uh, try to become more than what you are. How about that? So, again, the life lessons, as, as we talk about, it's more in the game. Again, we, and we, you know, on, on the show, we just don't talk about basketball. Just So you hear Curtis talk about, you know, how you really have to put yourself in the back seat and, and then put the team in front of yourself as you move toward and working toward that goal. So with that being said, Curtis, what do you like to do when you're not – crafting your craft and and benefiting folks uh from the insurance business uh, i know you have your wife uh, darcy uh and, and live here in creedmoor north carolina actually we're in uh, in their office uh doing the show this morning but what does curtis like to do when curtis has free time and just doing what curtis likes to do well uh my wife and i both of our early backgrounds are landscaping and horticulture and so we we like um you know, we have a lot of projects that um, we have going on here at, at home and, and um, you know, on our land here in, in Creedmoor and, you know, uh, gardening and, and uh, just being outdoors and, and uh, you know, mowing and planting and, and just, uh, you know, a lot of yard work and, and just, uh, you know, being out in nature. We, we, uh, we really like, like that. Um, my job, I'm in, you know, all over North Carolina. I'm, I'm in a lot of cities. I'm in a lot of rural areas. And then when I get home, I just like to relax and, and just, um, you know, just be here and, and out in the yard and, and just enjoying uh, what nature has to offer. How about that? There's nothing wrong with that critical, as we always refer to it, that, that work-life balance. So I can imagine you know, being on the, being, as we call it, on the grind, uh, behind that wheel, uh, taking care of the citizens of North Carolina. Uh, but then he gets home and just enjoys himself. So with that, I, I got to go in this as as we get deeper in the paint, and we're not going to get a three seconds call on us uh, this morning. Uh, but in that, uh, as it relates to sports, kind of twofold question: Who is your favorite coach? Doesn't matter what sport, but who is your favorite coach, and why is that person your favorite coach? Oh, that's a good question, Lamont. Who is my favorite coach, and why are they your favorite coach? And why? Um... Well, um, man, I have to I have to dig deep for that. That that uh, it's not something I've thought of in a while. Um, what amazes me, uh, John Wooden at UCLA, back when they won, I think it was ten national championships in a row. That is one record that I just do not see ever being um, challenged. To uh, you know, to have that long a run consecutively in a in a major sport, just um, I think is phenomenal. So he had something special. He was able to relate with his players at you know during that time in in you know in in history and and um, you know able to mold different type talents uh, together. It was just uh, phenomenal. So I think John Wooden is probably one of my favorite coaches of all time okay so again that is right i mean because you, you know what they with the evolution of the game and we're gonna we're gonna kind of get into that in a second but uh you know curtis is calling it uh, just like it is uh, dropping the dimes as we say uh you know you you make a run 10 years in a row and you think about the bill waltons and you think about the lou al senders uh, aka kareem Abdul jabbar keith wilkes 
uh, and those likes to be able to come in and create that powerhouse. Uh, and now with the one and done, that it'll be very, very hard feat to to follow up. So with that, I know it's a little bit. You, you dropped a little bit of basketball on us. So now let's let's turn over to the NFL. I know he's a he's a main monster uh, as it relates to to NFL, and and I know he's a Steelers fan. But in that kind of take us back and and kind of walk us through a little bit of timeline of you know how did you end how did you discover the passion of football. Uh, what was your philosophy behind becoming a, a dynamic running back uh, that you were uh, in your high school days? And, and how do you follow the game today? And also uh, just kind of shed some light on, on why you love football the way you do. Well, again, just the, the team aspect of it, um, the, uh, the emotion and the adrenaline that you get uh, from, you know, from performing, uh, especially, you know, if you have you know, a crowd, and, and it's just uh, amazing. If someone's never played the sport, it's hard to to explain to them, you know, what it's like to to uh, actually play a team sports where you're you're performing in, in front of a crowd. Um, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's hard to explain if, if someone's never done that. But um, I just, um, you know, just, just something about football I've always been, been uh, fascinated with. Uh, it's like a chess match. There's more to it than just you know running, passing, tackling. There's a strategy to it. There's there's uh, you know uh, a, a game plan. There's uh, trying to outwit uh, your opponent. Um, you know learning as you play, going from play to play. Okay, I didn't beat him um, on this play. Uh, why did he take advantage of me? Uh, the next time I get the ball, or or uh, you know it's it's a plays called to me. What am I going to do different to overcome, um, you know, what I didn't accomplish the last time? So it's, it, it is a chess match, um, and that's why the guys hate to, to retire and, and leave the game because it's just something that, that once you have that feeling, it's, it's just, you know, it's ingrained in you. About that. So, folks, you know, as, as Curtis was laying that down about football, just kind of think about what he just said in reference to football and also in, as it relates to life and what he does. Uh, currently, uh, and how you know you have to have that game plan in order to execute and beat that def- uh, opponent. And same thing in life uh, with the insurance business. He, he has a game plan, and he makes sure uh, as when he goes into the uh, homes of the individual clients that he has, he makes sure that his game plan matches their needs, uh, so they'll be victorious at the end of the day, and make sure that they're comfortable and satisfying their insurance needs. So with that, Curtis, I know uh, um, you know we talk about you know fans, and we talk about the the sport of football. Uh, so let's kind of break it down on an individual basis, um, player and position. So with that being said, I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to name uh, your top uh, your top quarterbacks as well as we'll go quarterbacks and then we'll go running back. So uh, this is your dime, your show. So tell us who one is uh, your favorite quarterbacks. Uh, and I don't care. It can be one through five and then we'll move to running backs. But if you'll lead us off with quarterbacks first. Quarterbacks, that um... – that position has become one of my favorite. Uh, you know, when I watch when I watch football, and um, I like college football, but pro football has always been my number one. Um, you know, passion. Um, I'm a I'm a person that uh, I watch every single play of a game. You know, and, and I don't care who's playing. It's, if it's a good good uh, matchup on paper, I'm, I want to see. You know, I want to see that game. But. Um, Believe it or not, uh, right now my favorite number one quarterback was somebody that I hated for, for 10 years. And, and hate's a strong word, but any, anybody that's, that's good 
and continually win, um, most people always pull against that uh, person uh, or player. And um, I've gained respect over the years for him just because of um, what he's been able to do, and, and, and that's Tom Brady. Well, ladies uh, and gentlemen, we have technical difficulties. No, I'm just playing. Go ahead, Curtis. <laughs> uh, I, I, knew, I knew he was going to say that. I was just kind of hamming it up a little bit there. But um, to watch the man throw the football with the velocity at age – he'll be age 40 – and the preciseness, and, and um, the guy's played in six Super Bowls. He's seen it all. There's nothing that you can, can put in front of him that he hasn't seen. And uh, just the way, um, you know, he's able to to, um, to throw the football, the velocity and the, and the accuracy is just, um, you know, something that I've never seen in a quarterback, especially um, up, in, up in the years. Um, number two, um, if I had to go out and you know pick a quarterback to start a team with that that has just about all the tools that you need, and that that would be Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, Aaron can scramble, he can run, uh, incredible accuracy, incredible arm, and uh, knowledge of the game. He is a uh, an awesome um, you know competitor, and and um, uh, you know he he's he's would be my number two. And then I would probably have to look at uh, Russell Wilson. Um, he amazes me every time I see him play. Wow! Um, the size, the um, the the um, intelligence of the game, uh, knows when to run, knows when to stay in the pocket, and just some of the plays that I've seen uh, him pull out uh, over the past four or five years has just been phenomenal. So uh, I think that um, Russell has all the tools. Uh, that you could want in a quarterback. And then uh, number four, um, that's when it comes down to, you know, really, I guess you'd have to, Drew Brees is, um, he's a guy that you know he's good, but until you actually look at what he's accomplished, it's when you, you know, it's jaw-dropping. That's, that's so correct. That's a great call-out. Yeah, when, when you, you know, when you look on paper what Drew Brees has done in his career, it's just uh, amazing, especially being, you know, right at six foot, uh, being, uh, you know, somewhat questionable when he got injured in San Diego and then New Orleans picked him up. It was a gamble, but boy, did it turn out. And uh, Drew's another guy that, uh, you know, amazing accuracy, um, good, great velocity on the ball. And again, with his longevity, there's very few things you can show him that he hasn't seen before. And um, number five, number five is uh, that that's I have to think about that a little bit. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of quarterbacks that could be, you know, number five. Um, Again, when you look at stats, um, you have to look at Philip Rivers uh, playing on a team that that really, you know, has been lacking with the weapons that he's had. Uh, But but. somehow you know stay above 500 most seasons uh with what he has to work with and uh again you pull up the stats uh it's just amazing what he's been able to accomplish in in his career and plus stay healthy as a non-mobile quarterback and and with such a line that changes out just like we change shirts every day so that's a great call out exactly and other than antonio gates you really can't name another receiver that 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 he has had that, you know, was a household name during his career. 
about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, he, Curtis just dropped five major uh, guys on it, and again, it's a, it, it's his list of five. So, uh, you know, we, once you're on the show, you can give us your list of five. But you know, when you look at you know, he calls out Tom Brady, and we always kind of kid each other. You know, don't like the guy, hate the guy. But at the bar, at the end of the day, uh, when the game's on the line, everybody that's listening, you want them, you want the money your son on that last drive down the field, and we've seen that time and time again. So hats off to everybody that he's named. So with that, I'm not gonna let you get off the hook that quick uh, without dropping us of your top five running backs of all time. So uh, with that said, we'll give it back. Uh, we'll toss it back over to Curtis, and it's five running backs. Well, um, you know, Walter Payton is. Number one, um, as far as an all-around running back, blocking, catching. You know, he's even thrown the ball some, but running. Um, at 5'10", you know, roughly 205 pounds, um, to basically play just about every game of his career at the running back position for as long as he has is just um, it's something that, um, you know, running backs can't do today just look at um adrian peterson i mean his he is you know he he won't play as long as walter but the the uh pounding that he's taken in his career versus um you know the the years that peyton has played it's just something that i don't think the modern running back can can do do again but uh walter uh is top of my list number two would be barry sanders and um, in my opinion, if Barry would have played um, a few more years, he would he would hold the, the the crown as the you know the top running back as far as yards uh, yardage. Um, but um, I had never seen anybody at five eight um, you know play professional f- football at that position that could do what Barry Sanders could do. He's just just a phenomenal runner. And then you have to take your hats off to um, Emmett Smith. Um, everyone says the line he ran behind, but. Hey, somebody had to run behind the line. Exactly. That line, so why not him? Exactly. Um, but yeah, he's he has uh, disappointed me many times because I'm just as much as I like to see Pittsburgh win, I like to see Dallas lose, and so you can imagine how many times he's uh, he's hurt hurt my feelings. <laughs> but uh, he's you know he when he retired, he was at the top of of the list and um, very well deserved to be there. Um. And uh, let's see, that's number three. Number four, um, uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, you know, in his prime, his, uh, you know, uh, physique and, and, and just ability with, with the speed and, and the uh, physicality that, that he plays is just, um, I think I would have to put him in my number four, four spot. Um, again, you know, as he's gotten up, uh, you know, a little, little wear and tear on him, his, um, even his body has, uh, you know, taken the pound and has taken a toll on him. But, um, you know, I think he had, uh, did he have two back-to-back 2000 yes. yard seasons? And that, that's just, that's a lot of mileage and a lot of pounding. But, um, you know, he was one of my favorite players, uh, to, to watch play. Uh, number five, that, that's... That's uh, that's a good one. Um, the bus, the bus was just. Uh, I love the bus's attitude. Um, you know, he, he had a, a childish like, um, you know, energy, and and just um, the B five ten about two fifty. Uh, he was a load, <laughs> and um, 
and to be as fast as he was and as quick and, and, and uh, nimble on his feet for someone that big. Um, and it's just fun to watch and just like an overall good guy. But uh, when, when you need it, you know, one yard, five yards, or take it all the way at any time, Jerome could do it. So I would have to put uh, Bettis as my number five quarterback. So the folk, I mean, running back. Folks, so he's rounded it out. Let's kind of let's go down through that. So he so he said sweetness. Uh, Walter Payton one two was Barry Sanders three. Um, Adrian. Adrian. No, Pete, no, 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 um, uh, Emmett. Emmett Smith was three four. Adrian Peterson and he stops makes the final stop uh, at the bus. So again. Uh, his five. Uh, we're not going to dispute uh, five. I'm in in agreement uh, with uh, with his five. So again, that's just that's that's Curtis's perspective. Uh, absolutely a dynamic uh, human being uh, from top to bottom. And, and when he lays those five down, he lays those five down and is able to back that up uh, with facts and stats. And again, just studies the game and is proven over the course of time uh, that he knows what he's talking about. So with this being a basketball. A podcast. We, we we can't let him get off the hook without talking a little bit about college basketball. I know those Hills uh, had the opportunity uh, to go to back to back Final Fours and and pulling down the uh, or cutting down the nets in, in Phoenix this past season. But with that, Curtis, a couple of things. Tell us your favorite Carolina moment uh, if you have one, and then let's talk. Just talk a little bit about basketball, old school, and the transition, and and kind of your likes and your dislikes of, of the modern game. Um, my favorite Carolina moment. Um, I guess it would have to be the '82 uh, game where Jordan hit that that baseline jumper um, for them to to win it. Um, I think that was Dean's first first national championship. And yes. you know, you know, I'm 60 years old, so I've seen a lot of Carolina basketball, and so um, for you know Dean to, to win that first championship with Jordan hitting that shot um for you know a coach that's that great and not to have a championship for you know so so many years it was just a the you know crowning moment um the biggest thing uh as far as the change in the game uh is the one and dones I mean I really hate to see um you know players come in and uh you know play one year and gone I mean just take a look at Duke this year they've got I think it's possibly three starters that that'll that'll go pro and the program at Kentucky um with it you know they they're that's almost like their um their main main thing now is uh one and dones but the game has changed and that's that's the way it is now um but just to see you know four or five freshmen come in and play four years in the the um the 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 growth and the maturity uh during those senior years and 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 the teams that uh you know that used to create was just um i think it just made the game more interesting um because you could follow it it would be almost like a pro a pro uh basketball or a football team where you you become part of that team because you get you know you learn the players you know them and and uh for you know at, at least four years uh, you become, you know, it's like you're part of that team, and, and it's like, uh, you know, you, you've just grown with those 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 players those four years. But again, uh, that's just the way the game has uh, evolved now, and, and it uh, it's becoming a uh, a reality. But but you know, Kurt, you talk about that final four this year was so heavy, heavy impacted with uh, four year players. You know, all four teams that were in the final four were top heavy seniors. 
so it does. Uh, you know, your point is very valid. Uh, and again, also uh, we know that uh, we you know hang out with a little bit with uh, Ralph Sampson, and and my son was asking me the other day. He says Daniel, just why does it seem like he's such an iconic player? Uh, he goes right back to Curtis's point because he stayed in school four years, and people were able to follow. Uh, that career, they saw him develop. They saw him, you know, try to 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 get to the pinnacle of the game by winning that national championship. So we look at the Final Four. We see that Carolina, Gonzaga, uh, as well as uh, South Carolina, and also Oregon was very very top heavy seniors. And I didn't I didn't realize how great South Carolina was until they came in and just uh, put that buzz saw defense on them boys out of Durham uh, and talk about the. Uh, Duke Blue Devils, and and then in that, that's when I became a believer, uh, and then of course you know started pulling for them to, to be able to to get there. Uh, but with that being said, you know Curtis is he's he's knocking it right out of the park as it relates to college basketball and and in the Tar Heels of uh, with Dean Smith. Now let's kind of kind of start putting the wraps up on this thing, but I do want to talk a little bit about Roy Williams, and I think Roy sometimes gets. Uh, kind of backseat billing, if you will. Uh, people you know, fail to realize that he's been in six national championships game. He's won three, uh, and those three have been with Carolina. But he had he played in three national championship games when he was at Kansas. Uh, you know, so let's kind of – if we just kind of spend the time clock back and, and Roy could be possibly sitting – this could have been his sixth national champion, uh, and then I think people would kind of uh, give him a different light. But with that being said, what uh, – you know, what's your take on Roy? You know, how will you – know, you know, just good, bad, and indifferent. Just uh, your – you know, what does Curtis have to say about the modern Carolina basketball program? Well, I think Roy um, identifies with, with – his players um, real well. Um, you see a lot of the you know locker room um, after the games how how much they they uh, respect and, and and love Coach Williams. And um, on a lot of his interviews, um, you know he he takes the focus off himself and, and puts it on the players. And and um, you know he's he's a coach that that, um, that there's no nonsense. I mean he he. Um, you know, he tells it like it is, and I think that um, today's players need need that. They they need uh, the, the 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 discipline and the and the uh, you know the the facts the way it is as far as what's going to raise your level of play. Um, and then you know, coach coach Williams is able to relay that message to him in a firm but assuring way, and that, um, you know, he brings out the best in his, in his players. And, um, you know, he's a great recruiter and a great teacher uh, of the game. And so I think that the one thing is, is um, he has what most, what all, in my opinion, all coaches need to have from their team is, and that's great respect. How about that? So, again, that one of the, my favorite Carolina moments uh, when uh, Coach Williams is coaching is when basically they put the camera on us down the stretch and he kind of just looks at his guys and clutches both of his fists and he says, like, come on, you know, find that find that inner strength just to kind of get you over that last little bit of the way. So and it, w- what a great uh, what a great show we've had uh, today, ladies and gentlemen. But before we go, we want to give Curtis the, the closing remarks, uh, any final comments, anything that's on your, your heart and mind that you'd like to share with our listeners. Well, um, just want to thank you for having me on um, um, your podcast uh, basketball is more than a game um, is uh, taken off I think there's a lot of folks that are um, you know tuning in and, and, and gaining a lot of um, you know knowledge and, and just um, uh, you know what you're able to bring 
the different aspects of, of uh, sports, um, you know, some baseball, some basketball, some football, interviewing some of the young talent um, in North Carolina and, and, and Virginia, uh, uh, you know, giving folks, um, uh, you know, young athletes to keep an eye on where once they leave the high school ranks and, and into the college ranks. Um, they will have a heads up that uh, you know these these players are out there and, and you know um, you know players to keep an eye on, and uh, not only that it's it's just um, you know something re uh, refreshing and, and new, and um, I, I think that it's it's going to be a, a great a great um, addition to folks um, you know keeping up with with sports. I certainly appreciate it. So listen, folks, uh, we want definitely want to thank Curtis for taking time out of his schedule. And we know it's a Saturday morning, uh, but we are in town and definitely wanted to be able to to stop. And as we always say, and let iron sharpen iron. So with that, uh, as we start to close down the show, always remember our scripture verse comes from John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth and the life. So as we always say in closing. Somebody somewhere is working on the game, and I'm your host, Coach Goins, and I'll see you in the game.